St. Matthew's Gospel, the 10th chapter, the 24th verse. Jesus said, A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher, and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the household Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny, yet not one of them will fall to the ground unperceived by your father, and even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid, you are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law, and one's foes will be members of one's own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me, and whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. Today's Gospel is full of hard texts. A slave is not above the master. Fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Those who lose their life for my sake will find it. And yet, in the middle, there is the comfort of sparrows and the numbered hairs of our head. So what should we make of this hardness, this uncompromising gospel according to St Matthew? I wonder if Matthew's hardness is a kind of spiritual realism. At times, it might fairly be said that at best our religious lives sanctify what we hold dear, and at worst, they're offered as justification for appalling things. But the challenge Matthew's Jesus holds out to us is, as I read it, that there are true and false authorities in this world, and we are to align ourselves with the true authority so we can be free of the fear of the false authority. If we acknowledge that we're not above our teacher, who is God himself, if we acknowledge that we're dependent upon God since we don't have our life of ourselves, we can unmask the powers of this world without fear. But we can't do it without admitting first our weakness or our unwillingness to learn. We make no progress without admitting our reluctance to subject ourselves to one another in love, or without admitting our preference for unfreedom rather than the freedom that comes from submitting our wills to the discipline of God's love. The rumour of Christian freedom isn't freedom for me alone. I cannot be free while others are not. 
and it isn't brought to the world on the winds of unreality. This seems to me to be the kind of realism that Matthew preaches when he presents Jesus' wisdom teaching in the way he does. If we take anything seriously, there will be conflict. If we confess an authority higher than those currently powerful in the world, if we dare to suggest that there is something of greater significance than those who currently have power, we are making a challenge. It isn't without significance that the earliest Christian confession was Jesus is Lord, not Caesar or Caesar's representatives. They aren't Lord. Jesus is. If we confess the true authority, we can be free of the fear of false authority. Without doubt, we are in hard times, negotiating this pandemic, overcoming the sin of racism, having the conversations we need about who and what we value, who and what we memorialize. These things won't happen if we retreat to unreality or live in fear of false authority. I'm reminded of St. Paul's statement in Colossians that you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. We, perhaps I should say I, like very much the second half of the sentiment. But I, and I think it's fair to say we, struggle with the first part. For there is still part of me that wants to live in unreality, that is secure with unfreedom, that is content to be complicit in false authority. It's easier. We call it life. And if we succeed at the cost of others, we call it a good life. But Christians aren't called to that. We know life because, like our Lord, it is what we're called to lay down. Those who lose their life for my sake will find it. If that's hard, and it is, it is nonetheless the dose of realism that we need. It is the realism of our Lord who has saved us. And if we make his realism our own, we'll save us still.